what's up everyone welcome back to another episode part two of the day episode of crossover commerce i'm your host ryan kramer and this is my corner of the internet where i bring the best and brightest in the amazon and e-commerce space what does that mean to you well if you've been a member of the show or a listener to the show that means you're going to get great insider tips tricks information whatever you can do to apply to your e-commerce business whether you're just starting out or you're been a seller for a couple of years or you're looking to expand your empire this is the show for you i'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now um we've had 200 and now this is 46 episodes of crossover commerce and every episode is packed full of information with i call friends of the show after they make it a with the show with me so without further ado every episode here on crossover commerce is presented by ping pong payments helping more sellers keep more of their hard-earned money when it's paying out suppliers manufacturers anytime money exchanges hands you don't want to pay those fees those international wire fees or those exorbitant ridiculous fees that they tack on to you at banks or anything of that sort you want to be able to put that money back into your pocket or apply it to your bottom line somewhere elsewhere it can help you grow your business don't just pay a fee to pay a fee save some money with ping pong payments just go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast for all of the past episodes plus you can sign up for free account today and just mention crossover commerce sent you that's basically as easy as it can get free to sign up free to save money what more can what more can you do so thank you ping pong payments for sponsoring crossover commerce all right as i mentioned before if you saw me on this morning this is not a this is not a double take this is a second episode today i'm crazy enough to do two live podcasts a day and uh because i'm crazy i wanted to have a lot of fun on the second podcast today and i reached out to one of my quote friends of the show um when this was announced and i said tell me more about this buy with prime program everyone's heard of it everyone knows what it is or you've heard the buzziness of it the last two weeks and he goes, let me tell you about it. And I got a paragraph upon paragraph of information, which is super awesome and amazing. And I said, we need to record this. So without further ado, friend of the podcast, friend in real life as well, because we met up. So um, Talal Asad of Brand Together, welcome back to Crossover Commerce. Thanks, man. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me again. Twice uh twice in a day so i was wondering how you got to like episode 200 what did you say 46 246 yeah you came on like right before okay now it makes sense if you're doing two episodes a day (laughs) (laughs) this is this is very few and far between uh i i've done as crazy as much as uh six in a six in a week um and i had a stack two in a day yesterday's person canceled um someone came on today last second so we kind of just evened it out uh, we're, we're on the track for about one every two days or so. That's not wow. too bad. Yeah. Content content's king over here. Uh, I, I like to be up there and, and talk about e-commerce and have a place where people can learn and grow every day. So pretty easy, right? Cool. <laughs> I got nothing else to do, right? I, I <laughs> get this tell. I was, um, some, <laughs> one of my colleagues had mentioned and say, you have the cushiest job in e-commerce. And I said, Okay, <laughs> let me tell you about I have to, what I have to do is be into every single conversation, hold my own, talk about anything and everything on this podcast, and then also be intelligent about it and bring actionable insights, and then also talk about all the other external things in e-commerce that we represent. So I'm double dipping on I'm I'm facilitating and throwing out information. It's a lot. So because she's in e-commerce, maybe I love it. I think I'm crazy enough just to get by with it. So. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, 246 episodes. We're, we're checking along. I know people have done more than that. But hey, thanks for hopping on again today. I know we had to reschedule from last week. This would have been more of a breaking news kind of segment. And we were talking about it. Again, the new Buy, buy With Prime program. I love this title. Forget 3PL. Amazon is going 5PL. So before we get started, what what do you what what is the new Buy With Prime program? Tell all. It's, uh, you know, it's it was announced recently. What it, what is this program supposedly announced by Amazon and how who's it helping? So in terms of like Amazon's dominance of e-commerce, this is probably the biggest announcement that they've made of 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 a product that they've delivered out since Prime became Prime. I, I really think, yeah. Um, just trying to think of it from like the from from their point of view, and this is all conjecture, obviously, but like. From their point of view, you know, Prime, the biggest thing with that is like you get two day shipping and you're part of this network and everything. And now, you know, if, if you take it from like 
Yeah, where's my camera? It's like, it goes this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the opposite. So like Amazon knows what 55% of some brands is like e-commerce sales, right? Sure. If, if we take the quote of like Amazon is 55% of e-commerce and not all brands. So this is assuming the brands yeah. are on. We're, you know, we're rounding up and down. Yeah, exactly. On, on Amazon. Amazon can read or get data or, you know, buy things from Nielsen or from, you know, IRI and conjecture and kind of come up with a decent amount of numbers on like where retail sales are for that brand. If the, and we're talking big brands here, not, not mm-hmm. small P&Ls or, or any of that, but like, like a Samsung brand. or a, yeah, like yeah. a big brand. Yeah. So they can easily buy that data and figure out like, this is how much their market dominance in retail is. They can also kind of see the market dominance in retail on other dot coms, the big box dot coms as well. Right. Um, and so they use there's some data that, that they can do for that, like with scan analysis or panel data. They don't know what you're doing on your website. Like they just don't have that information. Some conspiracy theorists might be like, if your back end is in AWS, they could probably steal from that. Like, mm. I, I don't know how I don't I don't think so. I think that they do actually operate pretty, pretty independently of one another, unless there's some data agreement that I don't know about. Um, so. Taking it from Amazon's point of view, it's like if you want to be the market dominator in e-commerce, this is literally the last major step from like a front end perspective. But then they added in the back end perspective, too, which is now they're doing the, like the fulfillment piece of it as well. So they're just trying to dominate all corners. <laughs> uh, and that's why I call it like 5PL, right? Like the word 5PL is kind of a made up term, right? Some right. people say there is such thing as a 5PL, but like, it's kind of a, you get to define 5 and 4PL, right? In terms of like, how much more of it is it than just like a warehouse that st- ships stuff for you? Right. This the circle. Like, yeah. This is like the circle or the seven realms of Kevin Bacon. Like how, how close are you to like knowing close. that person or that entity? This would be like if Amazon knows that brand and how far away are there, they, they can, you know, no matter where they're at, it's always can come back to, I have my hand in it, or I can, I know that information. So that's what you mean by 5PL. Totally. And, 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 and not only that though, but even going back like supply chain wise, all of the announcements that they've made in the last year about what they're doing from a supply chain standpoint too, right? They're re and just how you can always tell what Amazon's thinking is just like, look at the marketing emails that you get from Amazon all the time, right? If they're pushing this global logistics and they've been pushing global logistics for a while, they've been pushing upstream fulfillment, right? So like to have the warehouse that sits next to the, the, the FBA warehouse so that if you get all of your stuff in and you don't have a place that you can just store, they can do upstream now too. So they can store for you. And then from there, they can ship it to the, to the FBA fulfillment centers, um, because they don't want you to use FBA fulfillment centers as storage, right? So like they're being dedicated, palletized, you know, what's it called for, for, for that, for upstream. Amazon logistics exists, right? They have like mm-hmm. those trucks that we see everywhere and they come and they pick up your stuff if you use most of the partnered carrier. Amazon no longer really relies on UPS and, uh, and the post office, right? With their, FedEx, yeah. it's all their, it's almost all of their stuff now these days is, is their own vans that leave multiple times per day. And they outsource a lot of these too, right? Like those vans are outsourced. Some of these upstream facilities, some are owned, some are outsourced, some FBA facilities are owned. And so this is what I mean by 5PL, right? Like they have all of the early stuff in the supply chain and now they're like finishing it off with like all the way through your payment processor, right? Amazon Pay is the payment processor. I'm guessing Amazon Pay is going to be the payment processor that processes buy with Prime, <laughs> right? Just because like it kind of makes sense that that would be the case. I don't mm-hmm. know because I haven't really seen a buy with Prime live yet. But if they have Amazon Pay and they have buy with Prime and they say you press the button to buy, I'm going to assume that they're going to use something similar, if not the same, the same thing. So you've just completely dominated every single aspect of e-commerce at that point. And you've given a really good market proposition to both the seller and to the buyer, right? How many of us who are watching have conversion rates on their Shopify in the double digits? Like I only know of two sites I've ever run that has double digit conversion rates at, at good numbers. And they're just so few and far between. But if you asked your conversion rates on prime, like double digits is like, the floor for my, unless you're like apparel or an expensive product, like right. double digit prime conversion rates are like where you should be. 
Um, even when they added in all the mobile data, right? All of a sudden our conversion rates plummeted, our unit session percentage because of mobile data was never added before, but now mobile data is there. So it's like, uh, but even with that, with that influx, like you still have double digit conversion rates. So here we are sitting with Amazon knowing that they can make a really good case to the shops, to the, the shop owners, the brands, you guys saying, hey, if people think now that their entire product is going to be covered in a prime sense where it's like it's they use whatever payment information is saved on their Amazon, they're going to get the product within one or two or three days. Like, and it's backed by Prime. I don't even know if it's going to be backed by Prime in the same way because I haven't. Oh, you mean the return sense? The the return sense. Sense. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be tricky. the case. Um, because and, and I've tried to look into it, but like, but let's say that that is the case. At that point, like, it's it, it depends on like you and your and your level of of like how much you want to give Amazon <laughs> power. But like, it's a pretty good proposition for the for for everyone right? Like the consumer will probably be a lot happier and a lot, you know, your conversion rates will, 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 um, you know, increase from because of that button. And then as the seller, if the, the prime fulfillment rate maintains at prime fulfillment rate, which I don't know if it's going to be like your exact prime fulfillment rate, or if it's going to be like on the multi-channel fulfillment rate, um, which is still a really good fulfillment rate compared to what a lot of people can negotiate on their own. Like all of a sudden at that point you have, and by when I say rate, I mean like the the fee that you're paying for fulfillment. Um, at that point, like you still have pretty good proposition all the way through. So it just seems like it's almost like a no brainer type type deal. So here here's That's the question. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. So I, I just put it in the comment section. If you're watching this live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, um, so in the comment section, I put the direct link on Amazon and how it got started by with Prime, you know, for you. Um, blah 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 blah. All, all their like conjecture of like. This is why it's amazing. This is why what it is. But essentially, it's saying buy with Prime, a new way to grow your D2C store. So it's specifically targeting if I have a platform, e-commerce website, brand new website that I am driving traffic to anyways. On the back end, like Talal said, you know, they get to the checkout cart. They're like, I want to buy this information. Instead of paying, putting in my credit card information of, you know, whatever it is, you're saying like the they're leveraging, obviously, fulfillment obviously get there and fast and free and, and within a day, one or two day delivery. So it's pulling from, I'm assuming your AMZ FBA fulfillment um, inventory, then send it to the customer. It's claiming to, again, these are three major bullet points that Amazon is claiming your store, your customers build direct consumer relationships with the control of the customer data. And it has to learn more of, so you're building your store, you're still getting your customers, so on and so forth, but it's easy to set up as well. So, pros and cons of it not a lot of cons initially as we as we look at it and it's offering trusted shopping experience but it, it doesn't seem it's just like a widget it, it basically is saying buy with prime get it as soon as tomorrow or whatever it looks like you're just going through the same checkout process i've had this conversation to a lot of a couple of people i'm going initially wouldn't would you still have access to like the customer data of where they're located like how they're paying it all this other stuff if i'm going through this widget what data am I still getting and what am I getting or not getting, I should say, is the more pressing and concerning thing is, am I still getting that customer avatar? Are they matching? They're matching probably Amazon customer data versus like D2C customer data and how that's kind of going across board, building almost lookalike audiences. Is that what I'm assuming is going to happen with that? Well, I mean, you should retain all of, if this is going to go and live on top of your your regular native site, like let's sure. say like Shopify. The order is still going to get processed as if it's like your your order, right? Um, so you get customer information. You should um, be getting everything in mobile, the, just the yeah. gateway and and where it goes. But so we talked about all the positives, right? Sure. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure, and you know, we've all dealt with the negatives of Amazon, right? Even when things look all shiny and they promise things are going to look good, but like there are a couple of things that I think that everyone should probably you know know and like not know, but like just remember. Um, first of all, this thing is in beta, so we don't know what this widget's going to look like. Uh, some people might already have been invited to it, but it doesn't seem like all list. that yep. robust yet. It seems like it's very much like focused on one, like the products at a time that are that are in Amazon. But like, what if you have like a, a catalog that's in Amazon, but not a lot of products not in Amazon, right? It doesn't look like you're going to be able to like build that cross basket, which you could do if you had like Amazon Pay or or any other payment provider. Sure. Um, 
the second piece of it is, is it going to draw from only your FBA or, you know, Amazon is now starting to really separate FBA from multi-channel fulfillment where it's dedicated multi-channel fulfillment stuff. So it doesn't show up in Amazon boxes and, and it's, and it doesn't draw down from your FBA if you have like a really fast moving FBA store. Um, so those are questions that you're going to need to ask and, and kind of figure out if you get invited to this or, um, um, you know, you could reach out to me and I can, I can actually put you in touch with some people that might be able to help um, if you're doing volume on your site. The third big piece is, um, like you said, the data, like, what are you sharing? What are you going to be able to retain? Are you going to have to do like some crazy weird, like privacy stuff that Amazon does? But for all intents and purposes, the thing that this thing is, is your site. It's your site data. So it's like, Amazon is not in a position to be making demands of your, you know, of like that you can't use your own data um, for this thing where people just won't adopt it because that's one of the biggest reasons why people are stepping off of Amazon is because Amazon doesn't want to give people the rights to their customer. It's Amazon's customer when it's convenient for Amazon and it's your con customer when it comes to tax time, right? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, and then do you want to share? this data with Amazon at the end of the day. Like we have evidence that Amazon has taken some people's private label products and remember that camera bag and they had to make that commercial where Amazon basics knocked it off almost to, to a T yeah. and it's like, if Amazon is noticing that your website is doing double Amazon <laughs> and you're doing really well on Amazon and then they're like, Oh, not only is this like, you know, a $3 million ASIN, but this is actually really supposed to be like a $12 million ASIN. <laughs> Like, are they gonna are they gonna push for more concessions? Now, a lot of times when Amazon releases these products, they they if you go and dig through their terms, like they do say that they're not shared with each other, that these are different teams and and whatnot. And so, like, I like to take them at their word, but you know, that's that's up for you to to make that decision on and how things can be proven or not proven. But yeah. No, so yeah, those are all great points. And I digging even further, and again, this this is something that's con constantly evolving. And I, I just happened to see these kind of questions that popped up, uh, which we talked about. Uh, topics include, can I build a direct relationship with my shoppers with Buy With Prime? And according to Amazon and from their website, it says, yes, Buy With Prime, you will receive shopper order information, including email addresses, email addresses or customer orders, which you can used to provide customer service and build direct relationships with shoppers. So they're already, you know, things of people who are like, well, I don't get my information. You, according to Amazon, you can do that. Can I buy with Prime if I do not sell on Amazon.com? Yes, you do not need to be selling on Amazon.com to use buy with Prime. While buy with Prime will initially be available by invitation only for two merchants already using fulfillment by Amazon, it will be rolled out more broadly over time. Very interesting point there. Um, that would be probably using like their multi-channel fulfillment strategy. Yeah. So, so again, uh, I mean, we can go to that point here shortly. Um, a couple more things of, am I required to have a price, have price in selection partially with my Amazon.com listings to use buy with prime or parity, excuse me. No, buy with prime gives you the freedom to choose how and where to sell your products. You do not need to sell on Amazon to use buy with prime merchants that do not sell on Amazon.com are not required to have price and selection parity with their amazon.com list. That was a big point that I wanted to talk about is the sure. parity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I think there's two major points and then uh the last thing that they highlight here does buy with prime replace my existing checkout. Um it does not and offers a way for prime members to quickly check out um they're just directed to buy with prime hosted checkout and purchase complete shoppers are redirected back to your site. So again, even the post purchase like PayPal cyclical, almost like a PayPal yeah. Any sort of like checkout. Yeah. So um, the two major points that kind of uh, really kind of stand out there is the um, if I don't sell on Amazon, which again is attacking the, you know, a third party warehouses and, and things like that for people who are, you know, just merchant fulfilled or they have a brick and mortar, things like that. Um, and they're, they're fully focused on just e-commerce and not on Amazon. But to have that parity with Amazon.com listings if you sell on amazon.com which more likely than not you are uh if you're a brand on amazon um you're just trying to distinguish the difference so what, what, what do you want to tackle first there yeah um 
either i guess you know if you're let's not talk about like, the let's talk yeah. about the price parity I, I think like that's important so really important. What, what does that mean for people who are listening they're like i don't understand what why that's important to to make note of so amazon if if people who were selling years ago like i think before 2019 is when they quietly like erased this clause from their contract uh from your bsa but if if some people recall amazon always had a clause called the price parity rule and it was actually a really scary clause that a lot of people did not read. But it used to say, if you were selling on Amazon for more than you were selling on other websites, or including your own, Amazon reserved the right to refund every single person who ever purchased <laughs> the difference of those two prices. If not full refund, but like, hey, to match the matching match, difference. Yeah, the, okay. the difference between like that price and... Um, is that listed price or is that uh, like coupon or like what, what are we talking about? Like it would be like the price that like if your website was like twenty dollars and you were selling on Amazon for twenty two, like they would ah, gotcha. they would differentiate they would refund the twenty the two dollars for right. the people who were complaining. So if you had a so if it was still the same like twenty two and twenty two and you had a two dollar coupon that you just magically send out to people that did, that was not a competing. Offer. Yeah, promotions Maybe. is usually a way that you can get around things like that. Yeah. I, I I personally I don't know how you choose to enforce things like that. Like I, I that's how that's how my I company did. At Amazon's like interpretation of some rules is is kind of <laughs> iffy at best. Um, yeah, but I'm no yeah. lawyer, so I'm not going to comment sure. on that. Um, yeah, so that rule used to exist, and then there was like all this antitrust stuff that was coming up, and all these investigations, and Amazon just like quietly kind of deleted that, <laughs> and instead kept it with like more of like what you would consider a most favored nation rule, which basically says like Amazon deserves to be priced the best. And Walmart has the same rule as well. And all of us will know how that manifests in losing your buy box for a price health su suppression, right? Everyone has probably had that if you're selling on, on Walmart or, Multiple channels, yeah. or Walgreens or any other big, big box website that Amazon's crawlers sees your, exact product, which is why on walmart.com, there's like a place for ASIN. Never, ever, ever put your ASIN. <laughs> like, don't match those things. Never up, tell yeah. Walmart what your ASIN is. Just make it as hard as possible for them to figure it out. <laughs> um, but between those two, um, those things was like this, this price parity point here is your website never seems, and I've never noticed it, but price on your website has never blocked or I've never seen a buy box suppression occur from a website price difference between website and, and Amazon. I don't know if anyone else has. Um, but yeah, that's my personal experience after like 30 or so brands of having different prices. Like <laughs> I I've never seen Amazon do a price suppression on, on website. Um, so now though you're doing like almost a direct link especially if you have product affiliate i know they're saying you know there's potential for you to do this off of of amazon products as well but for the ones that are on amazon so you're giving amazon more insight to your pricing and you're giving them a direct link whether or not you want to do that especially if you sell cheaper on your site i know some people who sell more expensive on their site because fulfillment is is more expensive in that case amazon will be totally fine with that right but when it's when your site is cheaper than Amazon, you know, just keep that in mind that this could be something that that's like almost like a Trojan horse into pricing on, on making Amazon cheaper. Again, so, whether or not they really do share that data with one another is, is another thing. So here's my question. <clears throat> How does Amazon make money on this? Like what, what ways, what ways does Amazon go into? Like they're not doing this just to give people the, out the out of the kindness of the heart. How are they, how are they winning in this context? Like obviously ease of use. They're, they're getting the data. Are they getting any, like, am I as a seller, am I going to, am I going to pay anymore because of this? Am I going to get a transaction fee, whatever Amazon pays transaction fee is? So Amazon pay transaction fee. Okay. Yeah. Um, like the, the processing fee. But of course, like they pay some of that out to like Visa and MasterCard and stuff as well. So it's well, like. They're getting, they're getting pressed on. We, we saw that in Europe of yeah. Visa. And them had didn't have a an agreement, so they just said we're no longer accepting Visa in Europe or something along those lines. And I think they uh, walked it back, though. I think and they walked it back. Well, yeah. Amazon won that one, and uh, they both are now in a happy 
healthy relationship, of course. Healthy, <laughs> healthy marriage again. As healthy and happy <laughs> as when you're dealing with billions and dollars could possibly be, right? Right. Either uh, not make a lot of money on it or make zero. Yeah. Um, so which one would you rather fight? So the, a lot of this says insightfulness, again, like the, the scope again. I know why Amazon, we, we kind of cover this. Amazon's trying to get insight into data into how people are how, how are they going to build from this like what what is the end goal that, that you think of this is a, is a good play for them like what do they want to achieve from this well like anyone who has a warehouse or like understands like how 3pls and stuff work like they operate on super thin margins right mm. so amazon's going to obviously make money on fulfillment fees but like how much could they possibly be making on this i have no idea but like Amazon has probably some of the best buying power in the world when it comes to fulfillment. And as they start to develop their own networks out and everything, you know, we've seen that they're relying on, on building out their own versions of it and just outsourcing kind of like the, the white, white labeling, basically those vans and everything, but it's still them at the end of the day. So is, is this a play to like really, really just box out and own the warehouse space? And then lastly is, you know, you have these, these websites and stuff like that who are also trying to do this, right? Very, very new information that came yesterday is Shopify closed their deal with Deliver. Deliver, yeah, Shopify for two points. Yeah. Two point something billion dollars, right? So for them. that's what we're seeing. Like we're, we're seeing these people, and this goes back to like my, my like calling it a 5PL, right? Like we're, people are trying to dominate the entire space. And this is... This looks very similar to this is Amazon's, you know, you know, Amazon's version their of their next Amazon. move, their version of the chess. Yeah, their next of... version of the chess. And then like Shopify. Um, I think the Shopify deliver deal, I could have sworn it actually happened before. So I was like when I, they announced it. Yesterday, I think it was yeah, I think it was <laughs> I think it was teased as a this is a potential that Shopify was gonna make that transaction. Yeah. And I spoke with people who actually worked at Deliver uh as recent as yesterday and they're like super excited about it that it went through and or it's been agreed upon and um you know that that's a big play and you know I, not knowing 100% about deliver deliver is going to be great in terms of the fulfillment network of like how you can get from your products obviously to the end network of their their vast network that they're building out which is really cool so is this in is that deal kind of in response to this deal, like so speeding I, it up, if it, yeah, I mean, like in just getting it done, I would, I, you know, as a casual observer, I would say, like, this is makes sense. Like, that's yeah, because Amazon news was two weeks ago. This happened in again two weeks later, almost on yeah. the dot. Or did this, Amazon or did Shopify buy Ship Bob? I can't remember. Yeah, they all, they all kind of like blur together. Like, yeah, everyone's buying yeah. everyone, <laughs> everyone's everyone's buying things, everyone's not buying things. Like, you, you and I run in the same circles, we're constantly getting thrown, like, businesses are constantly being purchased and not purchased. So, yeah, so in this context, I guess not Amazon, sorry, I meant Shopify, but no, I don't think that right. So, so Shopify for the news that people haven't learned, so Shopify buying deliver is a big deal because if I have a Shopify store, I can obviously tie into the network of deliver who can help fulfill my goods probably at a hopefully better rate but obviously if i'm shopify i want that that whole the ecosystem just like the 3pl 5pl whatever we're dictating here they have that insight as well um but is that like is that a biggest big enough splash of like who wins in that battle i guess is does somebody come out maybe with more i would think like the amazon thing would be more of a big deal than the shopify trying to go the other direction and building out logistics yeah, I remember speaking to someone at Shopify like pre-pandemic and they were talking about like fulfillment network is their next their next big thing. So like they've been teasing building out a fulfillment network for a while. So like what's the next step after that is I don't know, like is deliver big enough so it like actually takes on the fulfillment network that Amazon has built out? Like I uh, I don't know I, the scale. I don't think anyone can take on the the, the network. Well, that, that's what I'm saying is like how do you without throwing billions of dollars at it, which is yeah. in one acquisition, that's what Shopify just did. I don't know how you how build that you built that out as substantial. And again, we we've talked in the context of like Walmart can turn essentially just their stores into warehouses, essentially, if you really wanted to get super intuitive and very basic around that in theory. Um, you can just pull from shelf and deliver via that if you wanted to. But besides that, I think 
no one else had, in in memory for myself and I'm sure you, no one has that network that can build out and just instantly just compete with Amazon like that. If, yeah. if they like join forces. Do you remember Symphony Commerce? I think they shut. I don't think they exist anymore, but they were like it sounds a familiar. Were you asking uh, about this earlier yesterday, today? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So do you, do you know the drink Hint's water? Do you remember? Yes. Do you see that around? Hint water was on Symphony. And Symphony had a network of like seven or nine fulfillment centers around the world. And their whole thing was they were like a Shopify, a web development firm, and they would develop the, the, the site for you. And then they would be your fulfillment partner as well. So they were like one of the first to actually do this entire thing from a native channel, right? Like that's not Amazon. Um, I'm, I haven't seen any information about them anymore. And then if I go to any site that used to be powered by Symphony, it doesn't exist anymore. So they died. It seems like they, they also they were started like $100,000 yeah. for a site. <laughs> I remember. So it's just probably like jet.com. Like you wish you can go to jet.com back when it was still a marketplace. And now it's just scrubbed from the internet. I had yeah. that conversation today. It's just like archaic now. If you know jet.com, you've been in the space a while, but that was only seven-ish years ago, eight years ago. But this, this is what I'm talking. So with this, it, so with Amazon, so Amazon made this announcement. It seems like a good deal. Like, is this a is this a is this a win for people who should do this? I guess I should say, like, if your initial assessment of this, who should be taking advantage of this or try to get on the wait list to do this? Yeah. Anyone? So if you're make if you're doing some volume. I think is a good, good first step. Um, because I think that, you know, when anything like Amazon is going to be in beta, they're like all of these programs for a while, it's going to be the ones that are like, you can prove to Amazon that it's worth their time. Um, look, if, if you're sitting there at like a two and a half percent conversion rate and a f you have so much traffic, but you just are not able to like close the deal and you know on Amazon people are buying your stuff hand over fist, like that's probably a pretty good indicator that if you gave people an, an Amazon option that they would probably feel more comfortable on your site. Um, if you're sitting there and you have a lot of cart loss, right, from like people from add to cart to all the way through checkout, this one click prime thing is probably gonna cut out your cart loss pretty significantly. Um, you need to really just go there and do a demo with them and see what they can and can't do. Cause like, if it sits there and like, you can't, you know, you have products that are not in Amazon, but some in Amazon, like, how is that going to be hell? Like, can you do more than one product at a time right now? Like things, things like that are, are going to need to be worked out before, before it's like a true, true good option. But remember this thing's in beta and I'm sure it's going to grow and become a much bigger portion. And we're going to start noticing it a lot more in the ecosystem as well. Right. Um, so and, and then the last thing is you have to be like a not paranoid person. Like I have a lot of clients who are like, I'm not giving Amazon a damn second more of my data, you know? And like, maybe those people probably don't have the stomach for, for this. <laughs> That's okay. And, and those people will exist out there. And uh, we, we mentioned this earlier too in the episode, does buy with prime, does that have support at the bottom? It's buried here at the bottom of the homepage. It's 24 seven support. We're here to help you always, you get always on support when you buy with prime. I don't know if that's support of the customer, customer service. Yeah. Do you but, want to give Amazon customer service support of your site too? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, more often than not, they just give away product away product. for free. Yeah. yeah. So maybe there is no issue. Um, I've never had an issue without getting, um, <laughs> just getting a replacement. Um, it's for logical reasons. It's not for me to say like, Oh, I'm going to get them out of, you know, ranking or black hat or anything like that. So, um, Interesting. So, so with that being said, so that's a good thing. Is this a, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kind of, uh, I saw an article with Nike in it and Nike's always fascinating me. I kind of like want to see where they go with this because Nike said it's very difficult to still compete on their own D2C website without the same fulfillment network as of like an Amazon and whatnot. And also the, just the third party sellers of Nike products on Amazon is still an issue with them. So I wonder I wonder if this is in a way to like maybe allure half-heartedly, like a way to get, we're not selling on Amazon, but we're delivering through Amazon in a way of, I don't, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of like major brands that maybe this, yeah. this is like a good in-between of like, we don't have to deal with like seven to 10 days of free shipping and absorbent costs and people don't want to wait that long. Maybe this is a halfway to put our inventory in their warehouses and call it a day. Well, so here's one thing is like we sit here as like, 
I, I don't know how many people who are going to be watching this are like actually in agencies or deal with what I would consider a major brand. And by a major brand, I mean, you know, $50, $100 million legacy brand that's been around forever. So, you know, there's all of them. All of them. The yeah. no, no, they will. They will be. They are, um, they, like, everyone always thinks that those people have their stuff together. And they, like, no one innovates slower than big brands. They, they don't know how to DTC. Like, it's just not in, it's never been in their blood. They're, for 100, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100 years have been around through old boys networks and through like faxing order sheets and and dealing with these archaic systems that were built in the 80s and 90s like don't for a second think that Nike just because Nike has the name Nike is actually good at direct to consumer i can assure you everyone watching this can innovate and get onto the direct to consumer and get their stuff out way faster than like the seven layers of legal that need to go through to even like create Nike's like a widget on Nike.com. So <laughs> that's when, so when big companies talk about like how they can't compete, it's only because they are dinosaurs and can't compete because they have, they have internal issues that are holding them from, com from competing. If they had, if they had half of the talent that's listening to this right now actually running their e-commerce as opposed to like some 80-year-old running e-commerce, like, and they didn't have these crazy things with legal and they're always worried about things, um, you know, unless they're, yeah. But like, and we're using Nike here as like, I don't know, Nike might be really good. But like these legacy brands, I'm using Nike as like an, an example, but they are so slow at getting anything done that that's the problem more so than with the fulfillment networks. Well, and I feel, I mean, it's not, not that Nike isn't, a, obviously it's an amazing brand. It's a, a fantastic brand. I think for brands out there and, and they're trying to grasp the concept of, they think maybe more often than not, they think that they don't need the support of externalized marketplaces and that the brand alone, the, the name alone should drive the traffic, should drive the want and the need. And Hey, if I want L'Oreal products, I go to L'Oreal.com. Or if I go to I want Nike products, I go to Nike.com or something along those lines. I don't need to go to Amazon or to eBay or all these other places for it. I want to get the newest and latest and greatest. I'm going to go to their, like yep. their website. So I don't know if it's just a play of, I mean, this is, this is huge for logistics and the big touting is like free shipping, 55% on their website. 55% of people think it's the number one thing that makes them purchase something like free shipping is great. I love that. I agree. I think free shipping, a lot of people put emphasis on that and you don't have to pay an additional fee on top of the product itself. Um, is that big enough to actually move the needle? Like, I don't know how much of this is going to drive a needle for people. Again, it's like a, uh, a MasterCard checkout or MasterCard express, whatever they had those, like, Hey, your information is just tied to your account. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll, it'll just make it check out quicker. I don't know if this is a play towards that or if this is going to move a needle like half percent for one percent. Like you said, it's it's very fascinating in that context what they want to achieve down the road with it, because like you said they still want to be there. Maybe it's just a brand recognition of, oh, I can buy this on Nike or I can buy this on Amazon. Maybe I just go to Amazon.com when I'm at checkout and I just go to the website and I buy it from there. Then they can just get that like passive traffic on there. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't either. And I think the, the, the big thing is like with these really, really big brands, then again, it comes back to like, what if half of their inventory isn't even going to be part of it? You know, I think that it's, that's a, no, no, that's a really good point. And yeah, at the end of the day, it is, it is like a way to give a lot of people or a lot of these, these brands, like a little bit more of a, of a, Hey, it's, it's easier for your customer. So this should be easier for you. Um, yeah, no, no, that's a really good point. Um, well, just yeah, uh, go ahead. a reminder on that, though, is uh, not reminder, but another piece of that was, God, you were mentioning something, and I wish I wrote it down, but you said something around the lines of, um, anyway, we'll move, we'll move on since this is live. <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. No, if, if it comes back to it, we'll just like pretend we edit it out and, and all this, and we'll just go back to it. Um, no, cool. I, I think that's a cool bow on this program. I, I waited and see. It's not open to everyone. It's not like a... Oh, is this, um, I, I guess the other initial thing is, is this something new or has Amazon tried this before? Did we, I think we may have said like, you were like, this seems like this program, but like three years ago or something like when they like got rid of it, now they're bringing it back and repackaging it. 
Is this a brand new program that's never been touched or attempted before in the buy with Amazon program? No, I mean, I, I think I made a mistake on that. I don't know if that, this this looks like a very new program. Very new, okay. But, it, but the the difference is, is it it kind of looks like it's an enhancement to Amazon Pay, right? It's like yeah, an, but, like now we fulfill it as well as we take the payment processing from you as well, like making it easier and using Amazon's Amazon saved, you know, your the customer saved information. Yeah, gotcha. Um, that, but yeah. the one part that it came back to me was the customer confusion portion at the beginning, like. I think people are going to be like, what do you mean prime? Like, what, what do you mean Amazon? You know, like this, I'm I'm not buying on Amazon. I'm buying on this website. Why does this say prime? And so like, who knows that I think is going to be an education thing. That's going to just take a little while for people to get used to um, as more and more companies adopt it. Um, If companies adopt it, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to actually be received. Yeah. Prime prime. When you say I want it with prime or something like that, people are thinking, Oh, I'm not buying. It's not a credit card. It's not a financial thing it is a logistics thing people are like i can get it with prime in two days or i'm watching on prime like it's almost a verb it's like googling it but yeah prime prime is now used in like five different ways and now it's like seven different ways like it's growing a lot so it's almost like this verb that constantly is changing very confusing i agree um buy with prime uh i don't know uh i mean i'm I'm an amazon credit card so i mean i know i get my five percent every time i shop on there so Oh, that's the other thing. Are you going to get your 5% on websites now? And are they going to tout that and be like, you get your 5% on anything you buy on, you know, Amazon, as well as anyone would buy with Prime. And so that would be a great marketing position from them. There's that. And then also the percentage of affiliate traffic too. Again, like I'm kind of going through this process of you're paying the fee. And then if it's driven to a website, at what juncture are you going to say like, hey, the conversion happened via Amazon Prime, or if it happened through like influencer or it happened through uh, an associates program, or, you know what I mean? Some, one of those ways of how do you, how are you, how are you getting the traffic to you and who do you give credit to? Yeah. That, that's kind of a sticky situation on the back end. Like, is, is this going to cost you more? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like hopefully the benefits always the costs um, for doing business as well. Anyways. Um, so with that, uh, I know uh, I, I have it on the banner too. I want to kind of like top in jump on on this because i know you it's passionate program program for you and it's coming up uh mexico trip which we've been pushing and we've been talking about and constantly we had chelsea on and there's so much cool stuff coming out and people ask me all the time oh i need to jump on this what was the mexico trip people are asking uh i know you're part of this tell me about it um what's been going on with the mexico trip and why are you uh why are you excited about it yeah uh so we are about a month away from the mexico trip it's going to start on june 4th um, and I, the biggest part of the Mexico trip is to learn how to source your products um, and supply in Mexico. And so, as you know, like with all of what happened in the last two years and with even right now, you know, you, you're still hearing places in Shanghai and in China that are like shutting down and the power outages and, and COVID, the zero COVID policy, like it came to kind of a conclusion for everybody that our supply chain is not is not optimal and starting to think about different and diversifying your supply chain in a place that's closer and that is a part of a free trade agreement with the united states which means you have less um you know less time to get here cheaper to get here and at the same time it is uh no duties and tariffs on some of your products do have pretty heavy duties and tariffs like apparel and stuff like that so that's just, uh, we're going to Mexico. There's two parts. So the first part is all about sourcing. And then there will be a trade show in Mexico City uh, during that first part, which is from the 4th to the 9th. And then on the 9th to the 12th, we're going to Cancun for a mastermind for top-level sellers to share all of the fun secrets by sunny Cancun and on the beach and have some fun like we normally do. This is, we're all partiers, right? Like the e-commerce community loves their parties. So we would love to see you either on the first part of it, which is sourcing, the second part of it in Cancun, or for the whole thing. You can go to themexicotrip.com and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, shoot, shoot, Ryan, if you uh, if you got like a yeah, I know what I'm putting in there. Uh, so yeah, we uh, I, I couldn't tell you how excited I was to to kind of learn about it and then obviously like promote. Uh, this is something I know I reached out to you and I said how how can I help? Like because it's such a cool. Insightful thing. I think a lot of people just don't understand. Like, hey, I'm gonna go where it's easier, where it's cheap. And and this was like talks of like three years ago, four years ago. It's like, again, so many great sourcing companies and 
uh, that are coming out of China, and they just have the network and the establishment, and they pour money into it. Um, India, we have a really great relationship with sourcing and supplying in India. I think a lot of people's frustrations is is if my goods were sitting on the water, and I and I could not sell them after them sitting on there for three weeks, or it just cost too much. It was like twenty thousand dollars container, so on and so forth. And I think this is just like a fact finding mission. I think a lot of people just want to know. Is it possible for me to do it in these other places, maybe more cost effectively? Because as entrepreneurs, if costs continue to rise, you either have to increase it in other places or you have to adapt or in, and cheapen out somewhere else. And that's ping pong doesn't want you to do either. We want you to like save money. So how do you put more money to your bottom line? Maybe it's actually sourcing in Latin America or Mexico or something like that, and then developing those relationships so you can, you know, maybe enter South American markets uh, eventually and start selling there. I think it's anything south of North America, which is South America, duh, um, is it's kind of like this own kind of weird black box of like, no one's talking about it. No one wants to understand it, it seems like. And also, how do you just, how do you not serve a billion plus people in Latin America, South America, you know, Central America as well? So it, that's kind of the the genesis of what I was like, how, how do you, how do you serve and how do you work with these kinds of cool companies and people and things like that. So that's why, you know, I think it's really cool information. Plus like, I mean, it's kind of a built-in vacation. I don't know how hot it gets in Mexico in July. I'm assuming it's super hot. In, in June, but it's still probably be pretty. <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't checked either, but you know, we're going to be inside for most of it. Except Air conditioning does exist. Where there, we'll so. be on the beach. <laughs> well, of course. And I mean, like there's so many cool opportunities and I think it's cool to travel and also have your, this almost seems like um because you guys are going to factories too, right? Like having hands-on kind of looking around factory. Is that is that part of it? Yeah, there should of... be some field trips that are involved. Um, all of those details are still kind of being ironed out on, on cool. exactly where to go and stuff. But there'll be agents and 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 some people that are there as well. That you know whether or not your particular product is there, um, there still is going to be people that are agents that are going to be able to help you source. And so I think that this is pretty good for for anyone. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's really cool. And I, like you said, I know it's evolving too. And I, I just think kind of the brain trust that's going there is going to be also very helpful as well. Um, but yeah, uh, hey, man, uh, I, I don't, I know it's it's a Friday afternoon and I know we, we talked, we covered so many cool things today. Um, what, what's coming up for you and the Brand Together team? How are, how are things and as business since we last talked with you and what's new on the besides the mexico trip we're about to make our third hire this weekend so i'm pretty excited third about total that. or like third total edition? With me. yeah so like nice. the second the second edition um we're going the va route okay so um it'll be our first va um so I'm congratulations about that yeah and uh I, I it took a long time because i wanted to find you know not just a warm body but like someone who is doing exactly what we're looking for which is growth hacking and so someone who can be focused on growth hacking and that's kind of where Brand Together is going. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, marketing department as a service. And so I don't only focus on Amazon. In fact, for me, Amazon is like I'm trying You're to like the brands, man. leave Amazon as much as possible and really just focus on like brand growth instead. Um, and we're also going to be doing uh, analytics, category analytics as a service. And so, you know, most people just kind of get their numbers, but no one knows what to do with them. And some people don't even know their numbers. I'm, I'm actually surprised on how many six and seven figure sellers there are out there that have no idea about their numbers. <laughs> and so for us, it's going to be about like really diving into the numbers, looking in, um, knowing where those opportunities are. Some people only look at their tacos at like a top level. And if you have like five or six different products, like you're, you're, you're not, you don't know the profitabilities for real. So like unit economics, like a lot of my background was in research and economics. So, Oh, unit economics and category analyst analytics. And I'm going back to that. So we're, we're that's our big thing. All the passions. That's why I always tell people go go back to what you know best and and kind of let that lead the the decision making process. That's so cool. And you're going to be in New York this next week, which I found out before the show, which is really going to be cool. in so, New York all next week. Can't wait to see you. We'll have some fun yeah. for sure. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and you're you're meeting up with clients there, which is cool. We'll we'll have to. I, there's a Yankee. I mean, there's there's so many cool things that are going on. New York is really kind of a. It, I've been I've been once and I and I got way too carried away and I walked everywhere and it's all the things. Now I'm just like, hey, let's get nitty gritty and meet with people and get me 
wait to see you guys again. I, it feels like forever, but it was only what two months ago since Prosper that we, yeah. we saw each other and we kept running into each other, which was a lot of fun. So <laughs> it'd be cool to see everyone again. I, everyone's in like Europe right now. Like, what yeah, are they all doing all over there? And then they're coming over here. And now they're in London with uh, branded by women with uh, Danny's things. So right, Danny's coming too. I guess to Asia. Danny is fun. So that this, be a lot of fun. This is what Danny Danny's pitch with me, and I, I love Danny. And he goes, "I need to get you are invited." Like he said, "You are invited. You are free to come. Like you, you can come and uh, be there. Just just make the trip." And I looked at him to go. All right, so I'd have to be in London, and then that weekend I'm flying back to New York, and I'm gone a whole week. How do I make this work? And I was like, "I have a family at home, and I need to not." piss them off so I, I need to pick one or the other and i and i think uh new york was the best bet too so um i love you danny out there if you're listening to this uh for the invitation but such a cool seller sessions and brand about women happening today tomorrow and i believe in there ever one's flying over next week to new york. Sure. yeah, yeah people well, we're more than these amazon people man like the whole thing of this is supposed to be, i think this is all this pent up pent up work from home COVID that now everyone just wants to do things all the time. <laughs> it's a wonder how anyone gets anything done. To Which be is honest, why you need to come to Mexico. I know. Well, that, well <laughs> hopefully people unwinded. Yeah. They, they get to move around and, but they're the biggest travelers. I would say they, um, Amazon sellers are the biggest travelers. It, it's, it's fascinating and fun all at the same time, but we will see you next week. I just got a bunch of gear on the, on for the road. So I'm going to be doing some recording. So I think we can have a lot of fun with that. Um, it literally just came. It's sitting behind my desk. I can't wait to do some recordings with like handheld stuff. I'm going to do my best impression of an, uh, like a reporter. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun, I think. Uh, so stay tuned if you're listening to this uh, for, for future episodes, uh, special podcast episodes on the road. We'll be uh, we'll be on the road for sure and New York City. So I should make a big whole thing of production just myself. So uh, thank you so much a lot of coming on again, Crossover Commerce. Have a good weekend. We'll see you soon. You're flying out when or when will we be in New York? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks. Come on for enlightening us on the new Buy With Prime program and coming back on as a friend of the show. I appreciate yeah, it. And let me, you know, you can reach out to me uh, yes. at brandtogether.io if you guys are interested in this Buy With Prime thing. It's all on the bottom of the screen, comment section, however you need to get in touch with him. He's, you're the foremost person that I think of when it comes to these, these ingenious things that Amazon tries to throw out there. And you're like, I know what they're doing. And I love it. It's so much. I, I mean, I so. conjecture a lot and I seem to be right. So I, I don't know, but you know, let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, man. No, <laughs> just, he knows it all for guys. If you have more questions, yeah, tell all we'll get to the bottom of it um, for sure. So ca- reach out to him on LinkedIn and email as well. Um, it's all there on the bottom of the section. So thanks so much for hopping on again, crossover comers. Thanks a lot. Take care, Ryan. No problem. You too. Bye buddy. Awesome. And thank you everyone else for coming on Crossover Commerce. Uh, again, episode 246 of My Corner of the Internet. Thanks for joining us live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and listening to this after uh, via download on your favorite podcast destinations. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on all your favorite podcast destinations. Just search for Crossover Commerce with Ryan Kramer, and you got us. Go ahead and let us know what you're thinking about every episode we've done so far and what else you would like to see. Um, we're always looking for great new content um, as well in bringing back people who are talking about applicable things like we did today. It happened a few weeks ago. We want to know and get people the information they need to make good decisions. And if that, this is a program that you think you want to learn more about, talk to Talal and uh, they'll they'll help you out um, or help point you in the right direction. So that being said, I mentioned it earlier, go and be on the road next week um, and be in New York City. Um, but if, uh, look for maybe some quick, uh, live streams and things like that, but you'll get more episodes of crossover commerce being released on the audio version while I'm gone. But until then, we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of crossover commerce. We'll see you guys, um, at HGTG as well as the e-com co-op event. Take care.